Welcome back to the Respect the Drive podcast. I'm Tedward, and today we have the second part, which wasn't supposed to be a two-parter, but I had a mechanical failure, a mechanical, a software failure, a memory card failure <laughs> on the first recording of the podcast. We had Eddie and Corey back in to talk about grid life and racing his Honda Civic Type R, sponsored by Acuity. And although having a memory card failure on the first round was kind of a pain, I'm not complaining. I get to sit down with my friends again and have a conversation, so that's always good. Uh, We get into a lot of stuff on this one. We talk about racing, we talk about Gingerman, we talk about Midwest Fest and grid life and towing and all that good stuff, but we also talk a little about Cannonball. So there's something for everybody in this one, and I just like sitting down and having a, a filthy filthy conversation with Eddie, you know. Th- these these ones are fun because he's he's like one of my best friends. So the things that come out of his mouth never cease to defy logic and uh there might be some awkward pauses where me and Corey just say I have no idea what just came out of your mouth. But anyway, we answer a few of your listener questions that I, thank God, screenshotted in the last one. But before we get started, I want to give a big shout out to Wild Motorsport. Wild Motorsport in Walpole, Massachusetts, a great BMW and Porsche shop. And uh, they they have, man, they have really killed it on my M5. My E39 M5, 79,000 miles, pretty pristine car. But, you know, it needed an overhaul of sorts. We did a full cooling system. And they, uh, so far, seems like they've solved my oil leak. Uh, Yeah, still got to drive it a little more to find out if that's true. But uh, my confidence is starting to increase with the car. And I'm really thrilled because we replaced a million other things. We'll do a video on that soon because I recorded uh, pretty much most of what they did on the car. I I got a real education on the inner workings of the M5, and I got to really see what all the fuss is about underneath that oil pan, the upper oil pan, and and all that good stuff. Certainly not a job for the faint of heart, I'll tell you that much. Let's get to the podcast. Here we go. Eddie and Corey back on the scene. Where we had left off was you guys were at, was it mid-Ohio? Was that like the big track that you were racing? Yep. Yes. And we were talking about cooling the Type R. I don't remember. And all this honest. other stuff. <laughs> but here's the thing. What we can do, we can gloss over mid-Ohio because you guys just got back from Midwest Fest at Gingerman. Yes. Mm-hmm. A return. And that's a return to that's way cooler. Oh, it, it was so cool. So, but first, like, let's just talk about your standings in uh, mid-Ohio because you did really well there. I did. I did. I did exceptionally well considering I never been to the track. Like all these tracks, um, and uh, I was on used set of tires that they weren't new; they weren't stickers. Yeah, and uh, I set a lap record for front wheel drive street class. Which I mean, is how awesome! It doesn't get much better than that, I, brother. It doesn't. Damn impressive. It doesn't. I mean, I didn't come remotely close to podium uh, in street class because my competitors are like 400, 500 horsepower all wheel drive cars and Tesla Model Three performances. Jackie Ding. Exactly. <laughs> But uh, nothing wrong with that, by the way. And there's nothing wrong with that. But uh, for front-wheel drive car, I'm really happy with the results. It's it's so funny because we talked about this before, but like it really does look like a minivan oh, driving yeah. around Type that R? track. Yeah. Literally. It's huge. Type R is a minivan. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it looks like they took a Honda Odyssey and then hit the, the minimize button, like in <laughs> Outlook. Or not Outlook, uh, Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just shrunk it like a third. Yep. And yeah, there you go, Honda that's exactly Odyssey. It's what great. it is. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great. Um, All right, so anyway, we'll gloss over that. You did good. You did good, kid. I know. Yeah. You I, did I, good. I, I w- great. I did way better than I expected. And, Every uh, time you went out, you dropped at least a second. Yeah. I mean, it, was it was insane. It was really fun. And the big thing that I'll you know take away from this is Mid-Ohio is a fantastic racetrack, and if you ever get the chance to go, 
take that opportunity. Got to drive it. It's mm-hmm. incredible. It, you know, like I've been now. I can say I've been to a lot of racetracks, and then that feel nice to say. I know. Aren't you know. like, oh yeah, I've driven that. You can talk but to you know people. what though. Like it's kind of like you know you've been with a lot of women or men. <laughs> you know, I don't know if it's a good or bad thing. Kind of means you go around, but racetracks are different because you know you can you're you can disgusting. move around the country. Your car and has picked up <laughs> horrible <laughs> things from all these places. Exactly, Ew. a lot of rubber slag. <laughs> oh god, a lot of it. Where'd that one come from? I don't know. <laughs> exactly but i get tested every time goes to follies <laughs> comes back clean euro euro i can't even say the name of his shop right now eurotech natick right eurotech, eurotech, eurotech okay eurotech yeah. because there's so many euro things that things just like flow off the top of yeah. my tongue tip of my tongue and then i'm like oh i'm gonna say it wrong euro I'm, beat euro porn i mean there's so many things i know that... but natick mass eurotech he's 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 a g he's got good oh, stuff farley's awesome he's he, the uh, best you know, I don't want to go on a tangent here, but um, he's kept that car together the entire season. It's incredible. And um, that car is, is is it's not difficult in the sense of like it breaks a lot. It's more just it requires a lot of servicing when it comes to fluids because it needs its fluids changed basically after every event because it just cooks it all. I and believe it. you want to be confident in the car when driving 14, 15 hour yeah. drives yeah, I mean, to these racetracks. And, you know, he goes over everything nut and bolt and uh, he's been fantastic in the car. Hadn't had any problems at all. That's impressive. So, so for mm-hmm. those type R people out there or the type R haters, like, hey, suck it because it works and it's still running. And you're beating the bag out of the thing. And it's tuned now. Yes, yes. I tuned it. Finally. Finally. Tuned. I finally bit the bullet when I realized that I need more power. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about this tune real quick because like what, what, di- who did you go to? What's the deal? Well, and I'm not trying to plug people. I'm just trying to be like, you know, there's type R people yeah, out absolutely. there. They want to know. Like, what's, they want to know. Yeah, what's, I mean, what's Eddie Siegel using? Yeah, I'll so, have what he's having. So first thing for everybody, it's not tuned. Just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> Stop. off at everybody. Um, so it's just a Honda off the shelf tune. So I won't, I, I, Went on the internet. And oh, I you literally up. downloaded a zip file oh. and unzipped it and shoved it in yeah. your car. Well, so what I did was, well, first thing, I was on a very strict time, you know, frame. I don't have time to go to dyno shops and be like, hey, can you tune my car and all this stuff. I basically had to just figure out whatever I had. Do so, you even have Norton antivirus? I mean, what are you doing? Here? No, you're just no. downloading shit off the internet and shoving it in that car. <laughs> well, you know yes. what? It looked up Han data free. And I downloaded it, and what came out You're of that so was fucking not me. So I'm, just, I'm just kidding. So, so you better you... put a condom on that OBD2 <laughs> scanner because Jesus, you are that's just where you're gonna catch yikes. So I went online, and there's two big companies, and I chose Honda because I used to run that with my eighth gen, and it was fantastic. I just thought of the the disease that your car would get; it would be called Honduria. Honduria. Okay. Anyway, sorry, I didn't get it there Ew. fast enough. Just a burning sensation. <laughs> it's a terrible discharge out of the tailpipe <laughs> just a terrible burning sensation overheating happens that's nasty oh my god um, <laughs> gross yeah so i went with Honda because i had them before yep. and i know the software pretty well right and then i just took their base tune okay so you literally go to the Honda website you buy their base yep. tune and then boop yep and you have to i don't know about the later models but these ones um you have to jailbreak the ecu which you now can do remotely you used to have to actually take the ecu and send it away right now you don't need to oh, do that. Oh, no, your so, warranty. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, the warranty is long gone. Long gone. What warranty? But um, what did it add? What I mean, what do you what do you notice to the car? Oh, power. Yeah, power yeah, everywhere. Power. Yeah. The I best mean, like, thing is that it is actually performing how it should on really hot days. So, okay. so the big thing is for me is with the stock tune, 
it's very conservative. Sure. So when it gets really hot outside, it's going to pull every single bit of timing it has, and you're basically flat on your face. What this Honda tune is, it basically allows me to keep a stock performance engine when it's really hot. So okay. in a sense, I'm just gaining what I lost when it's hot out. When it's cool out, the thing fucking moves. So it's I like mean, a Coke head with a 230 BPM heart rate, and it's just like, yeah, keep going. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Spot on. I mean, but that it's car like, can handle it. It might explode. I mean, yeah. You're not adding a ton of boost. It's basically just getting it back to where it wants. Was. Okay. All right. So that's, that's fair. All, all right. So power wise, torque wise, what are we looking at increases? <sighs> Ballpark. Not a big deal. Maybe 30 horsepower. All right. So it's something. Uh, maybe 30, 40 horsepower. It's enough to get you down the track, torque but it's maybe... enough to keep it for longer. Yeah. It's, right. it's more just keeping up with everybody else is basically what all I right. do. I mean, I was 10 miles an hour slower than everybody cool. before. All right, so let's talk about the fun parts about these things because you went to Midwest Fest, which is like, yes. that's like the big show. That's that the is. big one. That yep. one and the Alpine one, which unfortunately I couldn't make because I'm not driving through Colorado. Fair. And if you Google, for the viewers or <laughs> listeners, if you were to Google uh, Gridlife, it would come up and say, it's a music festival. Yeah. That's yes. what it says. It doesn't say like, oh, it's a time attack race series. It's, nope. it's It says it's a music festival. It's a festival. music festival, yeah. And, and this is the real... This is the event where that kind of becomes true because you go to Gingerman and it's just like basically... Um, burning man for car people it, it, that's exactly or it's forza horizon in real life yeah you show up and it's just one giant park can you name any of the artists that were there oh. big boy oh big all right boy. that's pretty legit big that boy was, was really there. Cool. i was gonna say like this is one of those things where like if there were like five stages and i walked up to any of the stages i don't think i'd know who anybody was anymore you, usually they get one big name okay headliner and the headliner was big boy from outcast and it was really cool because they were playing all these old outcasts. That's songs. legit. Yeah, yeah. It, and he was. And his new stuff was really good. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, I, we were both surprised. We thought he did it was a really good job. That's crazy. We well, thought I mean, he was going to be a professional. I told oh, he did yeah, a good but, job. <laughs> yeah, tell that to everybody else who shows up and like they never go on stage for whatever. They can't oh, find and the, the right uh, pod. The DJ. Oh, and there was um, a few DJs that. No, but uh, the actual turntables. Oh yeah, there was, I don't know his name, but no, but he actually was turning tables. Oh, he was like a legit, like, DJ. legit DJ, like a yeah. real, like a real, not like one of these like um, I tattooed my neck. I'm 17, <laughs> and that makes me cool. Yeah, yeah. pressing buttons and on a keypad. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, this guy was actually like, spinning. The... <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's legit. Spinning it the turntables. So. I like it. Oh. Aaron, Aaron would appreciate that. That's a oh, terrible would. reference for the podcast. Aaron's just like this is a local friend who like maybe 19 people who listen to this know. But anyway, and everyone's like Aaron. Who so, the hell is Aaron? so yeah, no, Aaron Carter. <laughs> um, a- <laughs> so yeah, so we get there and first thing, Aaron's this is the, party. This is right, the biggest sorry. event. And so we wanted to get our entire team, Team Acuity. There's a few of us. Yeah, you guys. Um, so if anyone's coming into this having not listened to part one, I mean, you don't really need to. But you guys drive uh, an SRT Durango with a trailer. Yep. The compliments of Ren Scott. <laughs> <laughs> out to out to uh, Michigan. Or is that yep. Ohio? Yep. Michigan? Michigan. Michigan. Okay. Michigan. Um, and that's the that's the that's it's, the rig. It's yep. yeah. I mean, it's basically Gingerman is the Sakuba of the Midwest. Right. So it's, it's you, Corey, and Powen yeah. went with you. Powen. Yep. Powen is uh, he works for Acuity, but he's also just a good friend. Yeah. So, Powen's an old friend. I met Powen through the Ignition Tube days back oh, yeah. before I even they were those were famous YouTubers in my eyes <laughs> back then. And it was what are you trying to say. I mean, it's just a different <laughs> landscape. I know all these people now. Yeah. It's incredible. Where like you went from like. All these people that you'd see on the internet and be like, oh my, like subscriber counts didn't really mean much to me back then. It was just that like, oh my God, there's people, there's 800 people who watch these videos or like, you know, this is early days. I mean, he was, I remember those days because, because both of them, 
had a niche market for each of them. You know, I think. I well, think, this was before Powell was even doing his own YouTube. Well, stuff. Eli had the Audi stuff, and yeah. that was big. It Back wasn't, then, no, not Audi is GTI stuff. Man. That's what I meant. The yeah, GTI. This see, is, this is how old. This right. is like old stuff, and and it was just like they were the they were the TJ and Calvin of Boston. Because they were like just ripping around, working on cars. Powell was fearless. You give him a fucking chainsaw, you'd fix something, <laughs> and he'd be good to go. Like, oh, didn't know what he exhaust. was doing, but he, he tried. Do it, <laughs> and it worked out because he's he's pretty he's pretty ballsy with the stuff that he does. He's crafty. He's very crafty, and, and he's a he's just a good friend, and he's wicked smart, and he he can look at something and. If there's something wrong or he thinks something wrong, he'll give you an explanation why because of his engineering background. Yeah. So he's great to have along. Right. Um, that being said, hold on one second. I gotta put this. Oh, I think you're just gonna like. <laughs> one second. I just a, gotta yeah. rip a big fart. Just fucking Ew. rip a fat fart. <laughs> I just need to grab this microphone and move it for a second. <laughs> Sorry, one second. I don't want the microphone to pass out. <laughs> Um, I hope everyone knows, like, what we are drinking right now currently <laughs> Seltzer. is uh, Corey's drinking uh, Capri Sun Pacific Cooler flavor. <laughs> we, we had our little <laughs> cousins OG. over to the pool over the summer. Mm. We've had these just sitting around. I drank I one. Drink it's not as disgusting as I thought it no. would be. It's pretty good. It's well, not that they, they stopped putting, you know, really bad chemicals it's in them. All Respect. natural ingredients, okay? Uh-huh. Respect the drive. That. Brought to you by Capri Sun. <laughs> uh, and then we're drinking like polar seltzer and a stevia gin. Ginger ale. So <laughs> I'm trying to be healthy. I just want you to know this is sober. This is what sober <laughs> discussion with we're the three just, of us is. Yeah, like. this is us in general. Like we're always acting stupid. It's just the way we are. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. All so right. yeah, grid life. Um get there. And we were most the biggest concern we had was it's such a big event. Trying to get spaces for everybody in one location, we thought was going to be next to impossible. Thank God for Pound because he basically oh made we, friends. You know, with... We dropped him off. We're like, Pound, go save us the spot. So we we dropped him <laughs> He's off. He's going in by himself. He goes into the event by himself, no <laughs> ticket or anything, and just starts making friends with all of the workers who are assigning where to go. People in orange vests. Pound is a charming young man oh yeah oh, he made he, great so, friends he made nobody great friends. No, like how could you ever say no to that boy right he is he has a smile in those eyes yep and you're like i'll do whatever you want and Powell. they did because <laughs> oh we you got need like this you need six this. spots we got like six spots we were the assholes that were throwing everything tires saving spots and everything and well so what would happen is we'd get three and then I'm sorry, Grid Life, but when they weren't looking and there was no one next <laughs> to us, we'd take another one. <laughs> <laughs> or we put it on the line and be like, oh, is that this spot or that and, spot? Guess it's that one. Well, and, and then they it. would come back and they're like, oh, you still need these spots? We're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we need these. We have important people coming. And and luckily, everybody, Grant, Evan, um, Dustin. Dustin, Jim. So you guys had the whole acuity team together. We had the whole acuity team. Yep. And acuity then exposed. Matt, acuity thank plus. God, Matt was there. Oh, my God, um, we had a chef. We had a chef. Whoa. Oh, I saw some Instagrams. Yeah. And he was like, and you were like just standing over him, like, fuck yeah, give me that. He <laughs> was awesome. I, I can't thank, thank him enough. We don't I eat mean, that well at these events. We've yeah. tried to bring proper food, and it doesn't last the 15 hour drive. Yeah. Plus, we get there, and then we're at the track all day, and then we go to the Airbnb. So, no, until we get like a stupid Yeti or something. Nothing is gonna last. Everything we've brought has gone bad. Well, also, oh. we don't yeah. want to cook. That's another thing. We're not we're not <laughs> yeah. gonna cook no, when we get to these. Like things. my my dad, if you looked around at this dirty ass basement long enough, you'd start to find some Coleman equipment. You'd be like, oh, there's a stove. <laughs> like I, we don't use this shit. Like, and the thing is, he he always had this like 
I don't know why I'm going off in this tangent, but for the sake of like, I just assumed everyone's parents had like loads of camping equipment. Like I can go anywhere. Like if you really like dug around this house, you'd be like, holy You're so shit. so ready for the apocalypse. We could just go camping in the winter in Vermont. Like we could just be like, oh, this is like a fucking Everest rated sleeping it's good bag. To always be ready. Yeah. Except like, I don't know how to use any of this shit. Like we have, we have, mili- YouTube is for. we have military tents that are, that have blackout canopies that go over them. So that way you can have lights inside the tent, but not be seen from the outside. So that way, like if you were like hiding from the enemy, you could black out, but still read or do whatever you're doing in the oh tent. Did God. this ever concern you? Like why your father was purchasing ex military grade tenting equipment you and know, probably other various things from the army Navy store. It's the first time I've thought about it. And I am a little concerned now, <laughs> but that was a long time ago. I don't know. What I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's a nice. I guess that's a nice story to tell. It's the kind of thing where whenever like a group of friends, or, like I was in a fraternity and we do like these little outing things once in yeah. a while, like oh we're gonna go on this hike and camping trip, and I'd be like, you know, bring a sleeping bag. And most people bring like a Ninja Turtle sleeping bag. Like they have like <laughs> most like a, most like adult men don't have like a, a nice sleeping bag just What's because that? it's like a weird yeah. thing to own. Yeah. And I would show up with like some ridiculous thing that was like. Oh, I don't know, man. It's like a little too warm out for me to use the sleeping bag because oh, it's yeah. rated for like negative 400 <laughs> degrees. It's like rated for like zero Kelvin. It's rated yeah. for like entropy to stop. Yeah. It's rated for- It's an Everest rated tent. The end of the universe. There's no more heat at all. And it just all settled out. Every atom is silent. And only you quiet. would survive And then there's just me, bag. heart beating away in my little <laughs> sleeping bag. So, oh so, so you have Everest grade- tents you have everest grade sleeping accommodations why haven't you climbed i don't know blue hills oh that's <laughs> gross i don't want to go outside i want to be in a car yeah exactly why why would you that. hike when you could drive tom exactly. doesn't do you ever driven up a hill it's fucking awesome oh have you driven oh, down a hill it's way we've driven up some hills before <laughs> <laughs> it's way better than walking yeah we uh we've well, anyways, all right. Where were we? So, I'm so Grid sorry. Life. So, you, so you've Somehow got everybody the chef lined up. Turned into military tents. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Typical Tom fashion. But anyways, I'm not sorry. Um, yeah. So we had the whole gang there. I'm sure I'm forgetting a few names. I apologize. Well, I, Evan. Evan was there. Two. Evan McLaren. There's two Evans. There was two. There's two Evans. Um, uh, there's McLaren and then there's Evan. Um, Evans come in pairs. Yes. 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 Yep. And, and then uh, a couple girlfriends. Oh, so yeah. that was fun. Cora wasn't the only female there. Yeah. She, you know. Were they terrible? Were you like, ew? No. no. Surprisingly. God. Oh, my God, Tom. Tell us how about dare how, you? Tell us how shitty their girlfriends are. God, let me tell you something. The, the smells I, I had to deal with this weekend, it was bad. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, God, that's, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oops. Corey always smells like fucking strawberries. I love strawberries. You're one of those smell people. Like, you're, you, you definitely. Yeah. All I've ever wanted in life. <laughs> So thank you. That's my goal. <laughs> so yeah, so we get there, had a great time. Um, well, the driving, I watched all the driving because I watched all of it on the on the on the grid yeah. life. Which again, I'm gonna say this again. When I'm watching this, it's a live YouTube thing, and it usually says something like, "Oh, 230 people watching." I'm like, "Why aren't there thousands of people watching this?" I it's know. such a great production. I know they spend. They must spend a ton of money to do that production because they have to have people on cameras, drone operators. Someone a was live explaining feed. to me the uh, drones. So they have to change batteries multiple times throughout one. Oh, one hundred percent. They only they only are up like they can only really go at those speeds and yeah. stuff for like maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah. Wow. Who knew? 
my god i didn't know that so That's if they want to be up during, yeah. is that sarcasm <laughs> that was some bullshit asshole what the fuck no i was being dead <laughs> this serious. is the thing this is the problem his character has pervade his it's it's entered his real psyche so oh, now yeah. now he's like i can't tell if i'm being sarcastic <laughs> can i tom that's <laughs> i would be smiling if i was being sarcastic <laughs> you're oh, always smiling. smiling you're this shit-eating grin oh, my i just want to you know i think the the I think the poster for this episode is going to be one of those little pictures of you as like a nine-year-old. Or oh like my a, god! Because you look like such a little asshole, but who could get away with stuff? Yep. That was that's still happening to this day. <laughs> I, every time I see your face when you were young, I think like, oh, I would have been the kid going up to my mom, being like, he just hit me with a stick. <laughs> And then you'd look over and be like, Mrs. Coletta, I would never hit your son. And then no. she would be like, And she'd be like, Tom, don't lie to me. And I'd be like, Mrs. Fuck. Mrs. Coletta, oh wow, is that a new dress? You're looking I so love nice your today. Hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. Then, and then you'd be like, don't you ever wrap me out again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll get the log hair. next time. <laughs> I'm going to finish it. So yeah, so grid life. We keep going off on these. Fucking... Uh, it doesn't matter. This is more fun. So yeah, so, yeah. So, so the keep dri- asking me questions. No, but like... the driving was cool because I'm watching this whole yeah. production. But the problem is, because it's such a big event, there were a lot of people. Normally, I was watching three run groups. This one, there were four run groups in yep. the in the time attack. So you were in group three. Yeah. And the that was still a fairly quick run group because group yeah. D or whatever they want to call it, the fourth run group was that was the slowest. Um, which means that you weren't in the last run group, you were in the intermediary one. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing was that because there were so many cars, there were more, let's say, incidences where uh. shit went wrong, people went off, there were black flags, there mm-hmm. were red flags, there were a lot, and these sessions were tight. So, yeah. I mean, although the event, I'm sure, was entertaining, I'm like, the driving was a little yeah. tight. So, I, I will say, um, the driving portion itself I wouldn't say it was a letdown, but it was definitely busy, like you said, and there were a lot of incidents that shouldn't have happened. Um, yes, exactly. And, and unfortunately, because it's such a tight schedule and they're on such a strict time frame, because a lot of these cars don't have headlights, so it's not like you can run them at dark, um, the, the, the driving would go for like six minutes, seven minutes. Yeah, I, I was and, noticing that. They're normally I, supposed to be 10 or 12 minutes or 15? I think 15 to 20. Yeah, I yeah, never supposed saw to go 15 20 to 20. being like the outlaps and in-laps. Yeah, I never saw 20 minutes. You had to pull the Jackie Ding style where you had to just go out do one warm up, get your lap, and that was that. Like I would, yeah. I would watch you put down a lap, and it would be like your first or second lap, and then I'd say, okay, cool, that's his fast yeah. lap, and then yeah. I'm, I'd be waiting for you to improve upon it, but you just absolutely couldn't because it'd be like black flag, you'd all come traffic, in the pit, traffic, there'd whatever. Be an accident, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, if there was one piece of, not even advice, but but an idea, there needs to be more vetting for the time attack drivers. I think they need to do either some sort of licensing. If you don't already have credentials like a background in time attack or, or high performance driving, um, because I feel like there were just people out there who didn't know what was going on. I saw Probably. some sketchy passes. Yeah. I saw some. What was funny though, because then I also saw a lot of people giving point buys, very like who don't have to. Yeah. I always give point buys, and I'm like, regardless. and every time I see a point buy in a in a grid life time attack, I'm like, oh, that was courteous. Good job. Yes. It's. I mean, I don't it's know the why smart you wouldn't. And safe way to do it. Yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't do it because. I'm letting them know, hey, still do your fast lap. I know you're there. Well, it tells them where you're going to be, right? Like, I'm I'm offline. Like, you do what you do. Yeah. You go. And 
I, I don't know why people don't do it as much. I mean, actually, most people do. So do you think, though, if you were to institute some sort of licensing system, does it start becoming the thing that you don't want it to be? And this is like that slippery slope of becoming like kind of the stodgy old school styles. No. I mean, is there an intermediary? No, I don't, is there I don't an think so because people are still going to want to do it. I think the only difference would be is it just, you know, it would it would allow a to become a better driver before you go out there on your own i think there's just i think it's just scary for a lot of people that go out there and they the, you know they're white knuckled and they might make a mistake trying to get a really fast lap and then there goes the whole session fair so, enough fair enough and I, thankfully gingerman is a very forgiving track yeah you can really mess up and not much will happen yeah um there's like, still I were can't imagine if all of this was happening at another track where there are walls that you're slamming into versus just going off on yard, hundreds of yards of just grass. Yeah, I mean, it's um, there was a few pretty bad accidents that I saw. Um, but for the most part, you know, just spin outs or, unfortunately, engine explosions. Time attack cars run at, you know, some of these unlimited cars are literally pushing them beyond the limits. It's crazy. Yeah. And uh, there were some explosions of engines. I loved watching the drifting, and there was a session where you went out where everyone was just straight up drifting, and then you you were drifting. There's a picture of you at like re like full oppo lock, like yes. you were yeah. hanging ass. It was, and he was having a lot of fun with the drifting. So I mean, that was fun. I think to me, like yes, I'm watching you get out there and do the thing you need to do, but I'm also watching you go out and do things that you just wouldn't do at any other events. This yeah. can't happen. No, well, here. they had a grip, drift, lift taxi session and it was an hour where you could bring someone out and they let drifters and the time attack drivers just go out together but they separated it perfectly i think the most laps you got all weekend was during that session yeah me and you you could only pass start finish once so basically a little less than two laps and we would just do it come back in get back in line get sent right back out That's so we went cool. out three times and there was a car caught on fire after our second one, and we were still had time to go out and do more. And we only came in because we were just like, well, let's not kill the car doing the fun stuff, you know. Thank you, course workers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But it was so much fun because we went out, and we were behind drifters. And, of course, Eddie saw the full opportunity. And instead of, you know, giving them space, he would r go right up to them and drift with them. And I hope there's footage somewhere because yeah, you were drifting going on. with the drifters. I hope Powen got thing. some of that because I know he was he was doing some camera work out there. He so maybe there's some stuff he out took there. The, he came to the pit lane and took the camera off because he didn't think it would be anything. <laughs> but I do have some GoPro footage that I was holding. So we have we just got that. And that's what we wanted to show you before we started. So we will see after. Yeah, it was the event itself. Speed wise, I did get a lot faster. I gained like I, I think three. I was three seconds and change faster than I was the first time. Um, but that, I, I was the fastest front wheel drive street class car, which if that means anything, means something to me, Eddie. Yeah, um, that's means important. Something. But that being said, I know there was way more time. Unfortunately, the track also just degraded really quickly because you got drift cars, you got things that are spitting oil you've got race cars i mean the, the track was so greasy and gingerman is notoriously the pavement is like a it's like a ch uh, cheese grater yep it's yeah. not good on tires no but yeah. it can absorb a lot of oil and junk it needs a repave for sure yeah um but i think that's what gives it its charm is it's just situation i mean it's kind of like bristol if you're into nascar 
same thing. Or was it Bristol? No, it was Atlanta. Excuse me. Yeah. But same thing. Um, just an old track that ruins tires, but that's what makes it interesting. Last time we did this, I did put up like an Instagram thing where I said, do you have any questions for Eddie and Corey while wh while this is going on? Now I, I thank God, screenshotted those Instagram yes. things. And we, we did answer them. So we get, now you get a second chance at your answers, just in case. I loved our first answers, though. That was so sad. They were good. Uh, all right. Here's here's the first question from um, I'm Thanasi, our friend Thanasi. Uh if they had to choose a new chassis today, what would it be? So if you weren't going to have the FK8, where are you going? Mm. Are we talking? Are we talking like time attack? Time or attack. Just, time okay. attack. And like you, you know, you're not rich. K swap S2000. Ooh, I do I an S2000 with a K24. And yeah. I see a ton of those out there, and it just looks They're like a blast. It. And they look fun to like. Or yeah. Honda Fit. It's Honda Fit. Or Honda Fit. Yep. Oh my God, when I see a fast. Bit. Oh my god! Dude, they were wheels. bump drafting, dude. We just yeah, and bump drafting. Like I would unironically just track the hell out of a fit. Oh yeah, that's one of those cars that Pal we do really well at Palmer because of the light. Oh my god! That's one of those things. Like all we gotta the get one. Like Palmer track records are held by like BRZs and Miatas, and I want to I want to fuck it up with a fit. That'd be yes. dope. There's a uh, a friend of mine, Ron, who is making a K swap fit. It's so oh my K24 god. K twenty four fit could be you. It could be you. Could be me. <laughs> So, yeah, that's what I would choose. Uh, all right, let's see. Uh, uh, the V Dream Chaser, which, Benson, I don't know what that means. <laughs> the I V sounds gross. That. It sounds a little yeah, we've gross. We've been wondering about that for years. Young Benson chasing that V. <laughs> I know. Talking about a Cadillac? I don't know. I, that was the, my first thought too, and that's oh, the you guys worst are, part. That's actually that's so much more wholesome than my thought. <laughs> no, 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 no. My first thought was what you were thinking. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, he has a nice. He, all... he has a nice question. Right. We just cut a bunch of the horrible things we said. So his question: <laughs> What what track would you like to see Grid Life add to the calendar for next year that you haven't been to yet? That I haven't been to. Yeah, because I know you're. Life? I know you were like Palmer, 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 Palmer. Okay, no, that I Thompson haven't been. Is the more realistic. Yeah, but I've been there a bazillion Palmer, yeah. times. That doesn't work. Uh, um, Road Atlanta. They have already been there. You haven't. The oh wait. Hmm. What would you add? Would you go Sebring. west? Sebring. That'd be Sebring cool. would be up there. That's like a real big boy track. Cool. Uh, I don't know if Grid Life. Well, technically they've done Coda, but only for their they wheel to wheel with, racing. Yeah. Um, I would like to see Sebring on there. Um, Laguna Seca would be cool. Yeah. Um, there's a few tracks. I mean, but honestly, the ones that they have are really good. I'd um, like to see a Stafford Motor Speedway. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who can is go around the oval? Is, fastest? is that like a dirt oval? <laughs> Not it's dirt, it's but a, is it paved? Yeah, it's a concrete sort of, paved yeah, slab. Oh, terrifying. It's in Connecticut. Lovely. We have um, a lot of weird ass tracks around it's here. It's a NASCAR one. I think yeah. Canaan would be kind of interesting. Oh my I mean, I've already been no, there. Everyone but would die. <laughs> that would be such a clusterfuck. Just be one, like everybody would be. Can on you the imagine track. when it's just me, you, and like Drew? It's already like that's too many cars yeah. for what we're doing. <laughs> it's a go kart track. It's nuts. Um, All right, I have another yeah. question yeah, from Plausible. Oh uh, no, plaw, plaw, Plausible. Oh my god, plausible I, I deniability. I hate, I hate screen names. <laughs> I hate it when you have to be like, little donkey fucker sixty nine. <laughs> What's your favorite bubblegum flavor? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and you have to say it because yeah. it's their fucking name. Yep. Why or do we do this? Bum. That's a hope. <laughs> 
<laughs> Phil McCracken asks, um, what, what keeps you going back to the track, i.e. personal satisfaction from overcoming challenges? See, you can't give him an answer with the question. But no, but all right. So before you answer this, I, I'll, I'll tell you, like, I like going to the track. It's fun. But like, I've already had a few people tell me like, oh, I'm going to Palmer October 3rd. You're going to be there. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. Like I'm set. I, I did yeah. what I needed to do this summer. Like I feel like, hey, maybe I'm just poor and I don't want to break my M3, and that's great too. But at the same time, like what? Yeah, like what does keep you going back? Well, what keeps me going? Well, my my answer would be different uh, than most people because what keeps me going is I kind of have to. I have obligations to go to them. But even if I wasn't doing the grid life thing, I would totally be at the track because of the friends that I have there. The driving's one thing. I mean, I do like driving and setting personal records or whatever on the local tracks around here. But it's to be with my friends and to be with that community because whenever I'm with them, it's it's just so much fun. Because they're people you only see at the racetrack. I know what you mean. It's like mm-hmm. your camp friends. Exactly. Your camp friends or your friends from college or whatever. And whenever I get you know get to see them, it's like, you know... you you act so much differently than like when you and I see each other. Cause I'm just like, what up fucker? You know? <laughs> and, and with them, it's like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you so long. And like, you know, how's everything? So that's why I go. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. And then I'll, I'll just add this last one, uh, from Louise underscore one eight zero eight Oh two original do we really need all the numbers i'm just i'm being mean at this point maybe it's a social it's a social security (laughs) definitely (laughs) it's the anyway how old how how and when did you get into racing how and when how and when did i get into racing i was 19 was my first autocross so i started off in autocross um and i just went to an event had no idea what i was doing and I fell in love with it. Focus ST? No, uh, BMW. The 135? No, Focus. 335. Oh. Yeah. Oh, your mom's. Mom? The ones yeah. your mom's driving now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That poor BMW. That poor car. Yeah. If so, there's one car on earth you should not buy. I wasn't the first person to autocross it either. Really? The previous owner did. That car has lived a life. Baller. So, um, So, yeah. So, that's how I got into it. And it was a good gateway drug, as they say. Because it got me hooked onto everything. Um, before that, obviously, I didn't know what any of that, you know, lifestyle was, racing or anything. The only thing I knew was on the street, which I'm glad. He's, a kid. He's from the streets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I sound like the this. rough just, streets of Newton. Yeah. I sound like this total just scumbag. But, um, no, I, I love racing. Um, I still love autocrossing. I miss it. I'd love to do an event if I had time. But it's just... A, I have no time. So, but it's, it's a different type of racing. Um, and then when I could afford to go to the track, cause like the difference between going to an autocross event and going to the track is significant. The difference being you have way more time in the car autocrossing. You maybe get four minutes or five minutes in the car total, um, on the track. It's, you know, an hour. Yeah, absolutely. So and this is the thing. It's like, it's weird because you'll be like, Oh, autocross is cheaper. And it's like, well, not per minute of driving. Yeah. You know, like you spend your whole day at an autocross for 30 to $50. And I don't know what it costs anymore. That's just what I That's remember. what it was. That's yeah. what it used to be. Um, versus like $300 uh, 
or four hundred dollars at a track day plus insurance. I mean, it does yeah. add up. It's it, not nothing. It's but. not cheap, and also the consumables. Whereas autocross, you can get a whole set of consumables through the whole season. You can, people. except for the fact that like the launches, I feel like are so abusive to cars in autocross. Like I think of the driveline abuse hmm. that like an autocross car sees that a track car doesn't really see. Yeah, bushings. Like oh, let's just clutch dump this GT3 versus like let's you know track let's like pit out and you get on it also it takes a whole other skill set that a lot of people don't have with autocross because being able to see i can't read cones at all i might as well be fucking blind Uh, you want to go watch dnf so many autocross runs and they're just like nope like if you look at my scoreboard it's like okay there's a couple slow ones there's a good one and then it's just like and he didn't uh didn't make it well i was gonna say um if if the Listeners want to watch something funny. Go pull up that old autocross video we did years ago. Oh my god, that was that's a hysterical video. And like, if I'm like really sad, I'll watch that and be like, oh, life was great. You know what I remember most about that? Um, how gross the porta potty was. Ew. Yeah, it like it was so it was so traumatic. <laughs> this is what I like about tracks. They have facilities. Oh <laughs> Instead yeah, true. Of going to like an airfield, and you're like, um, I got here at seven. I haven't shit yet. Oh. Yeah, you know what I mean? Going to the portal party and there's just a pile. Why do things start in the morning? I'm not a morning person because you know what? I want to wake up. I want to have my coffee. I want to take my first shit. Mm -hmm. I want to have a little food. And I'm going to take my second shit. Now I'm ready for the day. That's how I get ready for the day. I think that's how most people do. It's a two shit system. And if I have to be somewhere before those happen, (laughs) well, well, shit. That's not great. Yeah, I mean, I I think, yeah, like you said, it's definitely not for everybody, especially (laughs) if you have IBS. But, you know, you can learn, you can do things that you can't do on the track in autocross course. You can take corners way beyond the limits of mechanical grip. And that's partially how you get through these cones is you have to slide the car around. Um, At the track, if you did that, you'd end up in a wall or flipped over. Yeah. All right. So, well, all right. So, how about this? You guys do a lot of driving, obviously, because you're r- ripping all the way out to the middle of the country, oh. back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth. Do you ever see any crazy stuff? So, I, I'm bringing this up to ask myself a question because I saw that Tesla Model Three do this psycho yeah. maneuver on oh 93 my God. North. I saw that. It was like the closest I've ever seen to a movie stunt in yeah. real life. Like that I've was never horrifying. seen anything like this ever. And the best description someone wrote, surprise chicane, as the <laughs> comment. I'm like, oh yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it really was like a surprise yeah. chicane. <laughs> I would say, well, first thing, was there kids in that car? There were three kids. That's three kids disgusting. like under like 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 ten years old. And the thing was, they, the way if you watch the video of the LFA that I did, the most recent one, um, I'm driving. So, my, mind you, this is all happening in an LFA. Like I'm driving a Lexus LFA home from an event. You're sweating. I'm already like, okay, cool. I didn't blow any tires. Like I went, to, <laughs> I went to East Boston. Didn't remove the front lip on <laughs> the entrance to this thing. All the things went well. Now I'm cruising home on 93. I just crossed the Zakem Bridge and I'm about to take, get into the left lane because I'm going to pass this like Toyota or something. And I look in my mirror and you can see this all in the video. I look up and I see this Tesla approaching pretty hot. So I cancel my blinker and I never even initiated the turn into the left lane. I'm pretty much just tracking straight and I'm like, no, nope, not doing it. Yeah. Let the Tesla pass, look to my left, see these cherubic young eyes fawning over this Lexus LFA. And I'm like, wow, kids still like cars. That's cool. Like a bunch of nice kids, right? 
And then dad decides he needs to go to the Encore Casino to pay for this Tesla and sends it as hard as he can, cuts back left just in time to not hit the barrier or launch this thing off of the bridge into the water. Now, had this been a forerunner, I would have the most incredible still shot of a forerunner like in the air, a hundred feet over the, over the, over the ground with the Encore Casino in the background. And that's what my shot would have been. And all the kids would have been dead. And so I'm dead silent because I'm like, I just saw their, like I made eye contact with the kid in the back and I'm like, oh, he's never going to be the same again. Oh. I'm the last person to have made eye contact with him before his life was oh ruined. Oh my God, you're right. I would have been like, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. You're sick. I am. But I, I'm just, I'm honestly blown away at Tesla because the car did it. I don't know any other car that could have done that. Like that That's was, true. do you know my theory on how, why it did it? Why is that? Because the batteries weigh so much. Well, I agree. And it's a and low center of gravity. It didn't lift up. But you still, I'm not worried about the car necessarily flipping. I was worried about like, it It managed to put power in the right places to not understeer dramatically or oversteer dramatically because what he did was so egregious that I think it would have upset any car, any yeah. car. I, I couldn't believe it because I'm watching this and I'm like, that's a fucking video game. You it, can't do that. I've never seen a vehicle do that. I mean, it's on like all season tires, right? Like that's on like just like normal ass Pirellis. Yeah. That but must not have been his first time. I hope. I hope it was. <laughs> I because... hope. I hope. I, like I think he, I think he peed. I think he peed a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. You have to pee if you do I would that. pee. That was crazy. A little dribble. Probably anyway, so now that video is going to get stolen by every Instagram account in the world. It's already it's already happening. Oh, God. Which is fine. It's good when things get visibility. But, like, the problem is if you don't want things stolen, you have to, like, throw your watermark over the center of the damn thing. And then it's like, now it's no fun. Yeah. I don't like I'm not that guy. I'm like, just steal it. Just credit me, please. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, the craziest thing that I've seen. And actually, this isn't somebody else. This is us. Is we were driving to Mid Ohio, in, in a Tesla Model Three. I was driving up ninety three, and these I three had, kids that I found in the back of the car. I, I had see this children. Lexus LFA, and I was like, "Watch this! Watch this!" So, so yeah. So we're driving. It's about one or two a.m. Um, Benson's behind us in his S two thousand, following us, and we're taking I'm the driving, agricultural right? trailer. No, I'm driving. No, you're driving. Yeah, I was right. You're say driving. I, I Sorry. I was driving. And Benson, we had a walkie-talkie. And Benson, so first thing, I need to prefix this because he's just chasing V's. He's just <laughs> he's chasing them V's. Getting them V's. So, anyways, um, I can't even talk. <laughs> um, I'm he's very. Gonna, he's gonna fucking kill me. Oh, no, I this. know. I can just see his face. I'm not gonna tell he's him. Gonna be so I'm gonna. Mad. I'm. I'm just gonna see him at a cars yeah. and coffee and on Saturday, and he's gonna be like, "What the fuck, Tom?" <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, all right. So, so, um, the, the agricultural trailer, as I like to call it, because yeah. it really is a monster of a trailer to, yeah. to tow cars with, has some issues. After the incident, you were there, part of, with Powen's little BMW when David hit it into the whatever a pole or something at the gas station. at the gas station. oh yeah we did smash that thing pretty good so <laughs> all right fast forward <laughs> a couple God, it's david driving and it's david's trailer and he goes he just goes huh 
all right, gets back in, and we just fucking drove away. And the thing was, by the way, when we did smash that thing, there were people there, and we had been talking to them. They're like, oh, what are you doing? We're like, oh, this BMW broke down. And then we go to leave, and he smashes into it. And they're like, well, see you later, assholes. Like, anyway, it's like a, like the pylon at a gas station. Yeah. So anyhow, fast forward a couple years, a couple thousand miles, Corey taking the wrong uh, directions through Pennsylvania, windy Pennsylvania, mind you, with the roads all fucked. And the trailer started to Why are we fall blaming apart her? Because that this road was before no, the no, way home. No, this wasn't. That was that that trip was Benson didn't come home with us. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh, I'm, the other one. Yes, you're right. Sorry. The other yeah. So, so Eddie so, was sleeping and the GPS brought me in another route. And he you know was the like, Why didn't you notice? the Lambo yeah, recently? Seventy six. We West. took that home. Yeah. And I woke up to what I thought was a roller coaster. I yeah. was having a good time. She's going like 85 <laughs> miles an hour through the mountains. <laughs> Downhill. And really it was like twisty. 2 to 3 a.m. and no one was on the road, so it was great. Send it. There's runaway truck ramps. Fuck it. Yeah, I just kept an eye out for those. So anyway, so the the trailer got literally shaken to pieces. <laughs> yeah. I get, the, I get back and I have to tell David, I'm like, listen, David, we got to re-weld it. Because there's like pieces that literally welds had broken. Is this on like the 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 covers of the yeah. the the part where he hit? Right. That so it's not. It it's just it's so, just the cover of the tires. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. It's just the cover but of the it's tires. A, it's also the light. So as a driver, when you look oh. back in your mirrors, there's two lights for you to see how wide it is. Gotcha. One of those lights. So, anyways, so now let's fast forward so it's back to where violently. we were. No. 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 So now we're gonna fast okay. forward. So David said to me, he's like, "Oh, I fixed it. No problem. He did the somebody did the most rinky dink fix I've ever seen. It was like <laughs> someone well. took like." A couple little pieces of like bar stock and just like bolted he, he, he it. He soldered it back together. And Powan looked at this. He goes, "That's gonna break." And I'm like, "How long do you think it'll last?" He's like, "It might make it to the end of this trip." I'm like, "Okay." So now let's fast forward to back where I was talking about. Benson gets on the radio. And goes, uh, "I think there was a piece of the trailer that just flew up and almost hit me." And I knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. And I'm like, "Uh oh." So we pull off to the highway, and sure enough, the piece that holds together the wheel fender liner. Sure. And the light. And the light just disappeared. Gone. Just so you just have off. exposed wheels. It went exposed flying wiring. towards Benson in went his F- S2000 Ooh. on the way to the racetrack. So Yikes. luckily, no damage to him. Well, He's so worried. Imagine if imagine if the timing was right that uh, me and Dr. M3 rip him down through uh, 76 and then we're like, oh, my God, we hit this thing. What was it? <laughs> oh and we God. like find the license plate and it's that trailer. <laughs> yeah. So I apologize to whoever was behind Benson. Well, Oof. David, when we got back, he goes, well, where's the light? We're like, we didn't go back for it. You can't. We, it was like you would have had <laughs> to like, walk like three miles. Back. We're like we're not going back for that. Like, That's really sorry. funny. <laughs> so yeah, so this is your sponsorship, bruh. I know. Is, <laughs> you bought this fender and this light. So yeah, for the rest of the so the rest of that trip, we had it zip tied and uh, ratchet ratchet strap to the trailer to the trailer. The whole uh, cover for the tires was just floppy, floppy, floppy. Because that piece that fell off was kind of holding it steady. Got it. So now that's all we could see in our mirrors. It like 
bouncing and that's a big piece of metal it is. so like that can't go flying did off. that um so did, like did you ever find that piece again i mean did you ever buy that piece did david get like a replacement piece or no. you can't of... you can't get a replacement piece it's like a, it's supposed to be it's one supposed piece. to be one piece <laughs> that's oh. welded to the trailer well you heard it first trailer for sale at renscott <laughs> llc and Woburn, massachusetts sonar only drive missing one light it's only missing one light <laughs> yeah it, high quality and this all stemmed from that one day because that's where he hit it right there <laughs> so. so all in all david's fault <laughs> yep that's what i said i'm like this is your fault the insurance company has looked into this and you're at fault so yeah that's very funny so that that was the craziest thing that i've seen honestly we drive so late there's rarely anybody no the worst part is is for probably like throughout all of ohio there are deer on the side of the road mm. That is true. There's Which a is lot. kind of horrifying because I'm like, they could just like jump into the road. And it's usually very foggy at that time. And I'm usually very tired. So I'm like trying to like focus on the deer and like the road. And I'm like, fuck. And, but we made it every time so far. So another question I had for you is what's the future of Tedward? I mean, uh, where do you want to see yourself? For 2022 i know it's crazy we're talking about 2022 because it feels like it's 2020 still but you've done an incredible job the last year and change basically the pandemic and i just can only see this getting bigger and bigger and bigger and i never really get to sit down and talk to you about what you want to do usually it's we come down here, you ask me about all the cool things that I'm doing, which is awesome. I yep. love talking about myself because I'm that asshole that smiles. But sometimes it's nice to go the opposite way. So, like, what do you want to do? Like, what's your ex, you know, your goals? I want to do more like event type things, not necessarily organized events, but I want to do like, I love the idea of just getting in a car and going somewhere with it and filming that experience. Like the old days. The old days. And I think that that's where the real charm of the channel is going to lie. Um, I'm going to keep doing reviews. Mm -hmm. And I don't even like to call them reviews because like, I don't know that they're reviews. I feel like I'm giving you an experience. I'm giving you a test ride in a way that like you just couldn't possibly experience anywhere else. Yeah. Um, and I want to keep doing that with cars that bring people like joy, nostalgia, anger. Like I want to drive a Pontiac Aztec in the worst way. Yes. Right? Like I want to drive that. But I also want to go show you what it's like to rip in a tunnel in an LFA. And I can do that because yeah. I have the right people on my side to make things like that possible. Let me help explain what I think it is that you're doing. So you're not reviewing cars by, at all. I mean, yes, you give your opinion about it. <laughs> but that's but what a car review is. I mean, it really is. And, and, and sometimes the quality of the reviewers that w some of us watch, oh, yeah. it's pretty bad. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. But I don't look at your videos as a review. Because if it was a review, you would get out and you'd be like, you know, like, oh, my God, you know, the options list on this car. Yeah, the trunk has 16.1 yeah. cubic feet of storage space. I think it would have been one thing if you were doing press cars. Then, that, then I would be like, okay, yeah, he's doing reviews. Yeah. But you're doing something that I think is a lost art in YouTube that I think didn't really get capitalized enough. And you're, you're a historian to an extent. You're keeping people's memories alive of some of these vehicles that at some point they'll all be gone. You and Sheldon, literally. Sheldon from Lars Anderson Auto Museum, he literally just said the same thing to me. Really? Like like two weeks ago. Basically wow. the same thing. And um, 
And like I watch these videos, I'm like, this is the most unbelievable catalog of vehicles that at some point will all be gone. And the only way and, and you know, the only way we'll be able to remember what they were like are these incredible videos of you driving them. You get to hear it. You walk around it. You get the full experience. You get the experience. And a lot of people are living in, in the now. And that's great. Like, but sometimes we also have to remember where we came from. And well, new is only new for a minute, right? So yeah. it's like, okay, great. Like, oh, the new Civic came out. Like, I'll get a bunch of views on that. But like that video will be pretty much meaningless in like not that long. But if I drive like a 1991 Ford Escort, people go crazy because they're like, oh my God, like my mom had one or my teacher had one or I used to see these all the time or whatever. And it's like, yeah. And this is how like you literally can't possibly remember how bad it was until you've driven it and you feel like you're topping it out at 62 miles per hour. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, Doug DeMiro has this thing. It's a similar concept. He's he's creating a, a catalog of all these vehicles, but you're doing a more in-depth version of it. You know, you're giving... You're giving people who like your dad who wanted a Durango or didn't know that he wanted a Durango SRT, but you gave him a full experience in feeling and seeing and hearing this vehicle without him having to go to the dealership. Right. And I think my my goal, like you said, like I really do want to have... Like my catalog has some pretty heavy hitters in it now. Like, yeah. like, oh, yeah. like we just sold or we, I don't mean we, I mean, I, I was part of it, but like, I wish, I wish it was we, I wish I was getting some of that, some of that money. Um, no, but, uh, Serio over the at the V-Dream, <laughs> V-Dream. <laughs> Serio just sold that, uh, that, that DB4 series five, which I probably did four photo shoots, two or three videos. Like, I mean, what we, I worked my ass off for that car. And it just sold today on Bring a Trailer for $830,000. Oh, my God. Damn. And I've probably done like 60 miles in that car. <laughs> maybe not Maybe not quite. But like I've driven that. I, I put some miles in that car. And I got to thoroughly enjoy it. I got to like actually experience that car, do what I needed to do to get the thing sold. But like because it costs that much now, it's like we'll, I'm not seeing one of those again. Yeah. I mean, there's only like 17 of those anyway. And then, you know. To be able to even show off some more basic cars like a TR6 or some Porsche Speedsters or just cars that like people really did have back in the day that like really did drive the nuts off of. Like I wish I had a Gullwing Mercedes because there's like a bunch of people who use those. They like mm-hmm. daily drove yeah. them. It was like a lawyer's car to like drive a Gullwing to work. Like you had a little bit of scratch. You can make that happen. Yeah. Now they're a million dollars and you can't really do that. But like there's a, a lot of people that kick themselves for having sold Gullwing for like $25,000. That's insane. Yeah. And I'm, I wish I could get my hands on one of those. Well, Maybe you know, someday. I, I, I think about it this way. I'm like, I can't wait to show my grandchildren the videos of that stupid Civic. Yeah. And be like, this is what I used to love. This is this was my passion. It also I, helped uh, me get to know you better before I knew you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. we used I to do the vlogs. And yeah. I'm like, so this is who Eddie is. <laughs> I mean... We don't have Kodak cameras anymore. We don't have photo albums. We all have it digitally. And I think you're just doing a different version of that. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think you're right. Like, I I really do feel like on certain days, I'm going to drive a new Hyundai, right? But on other, most days, I'm trying to find something that's historically important to me. And I don't 
I think you're right though about the review thing. Maybe I don't review cars because all I'm trying to do is kind of suss out the joy and fun of it. Like I will, I will talk negatively about things, but that's not the focus of the thing because I'm not really selling it to you. Yeah. No, you're not. No, it's selling realistic. It. And and also a lot of the times the negative things are important to the story of the car. Yeah. They're character drivers. Yep. Like when something's shitty in a car, especially like from a 1960s or 70s or 80s, it's like almost fun that and it's that shitty. that's what people shitty. remember. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I think Aston Martins of the early 2000s and like, you know, up to like 2012 or so or 14 even, they have like these single clutch gearboxes and they're kind of dogs and they kind of suck. <laughs> and if you were buying that new if I were reviewing that car in 2011 or 10, I would be like shitting all over it. Today, I'm like, isn't this hysterical? This yeah. is fun. You should buy this to feel what this is like. Can you believe they sold this in 2010? It's dope. It's so much fun. It's like entertaining because guess what? You're not buying it to be faster than your neighbor anymore. You're just buying it because it's a gorgeous car with a beautiful interior with like 30 cows worth of leather. Exactly. Like, and um, I think that's what you're you're really have gotten good at and uh, i'm sure a lot of people especially car enthusiasts are gonna be thanking you one day mm -hmm. i that's that's cool that's like really cool yeah i mean really we already cool. reminisce on your old videos imagine <laughs> like three years from now <laughs> i hope it grows i hope it keeps growing um the car the car youtube world is a weird one because it's a small niche in the youtube world like we're like the little babies we have the smallest audiences like a mm -hmm. big auto youtuber has maybe three million subscribers where it's like if i were a gamer or a makeup tutorial artist or like just a cool blonde haired surfer dude doing my vlogs yep. you know what i mean like those are like 15 to 20 million subscriber channels like that's what like big channels are to them to the, to the to the car world you know stradman's out there with three three or so million he's he's that's the top of the game here and so we you know i'm i'm rapidly approaching this two hundred thousand mile uh two hundred thousand mile i'm used to old cars two hundred thousand <laughs> subscriber mark and i'm like okay how do we keep moving faster up to basically the the most amount of auto subscribers you can get which yeah. is somewhere in that three to four million range and I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and hopefully it keeps working because yep. I like doing what I'm doing. It is cool and it is fun. And I have gotten attention from people that I never thought would A, know my name or B, have any respect for me. It's crazy that I get to drive cars into the Lars Anderson Auto Museum. Well, yeah, when you respect the drive, you get to do a lot more things. It's fun. And I just want to keep playing with cars because at the end of the day, that's all I, I want to do. I went to... I, we drove back and forth across Pennsylvania in the Aventador SVJ with Dr. M3. And like, I didn't really film the rally because A, I can't really show the things we did. I mean, they weren't dangerous, but like they're high speeds. You know, I mean, it's an Aventador at speed doing its thing. Um, but B, I was like the first time I just had like fun in a car, like really had fun in a car in a while that I was yeah. like, wow, I'm my, I have a goal today. I got to get there. Yeah. When, um, when we went to New Hampshire a few weeks ago, that was the first time in years I had had fun getting to a place. Yeah. I mean, again, COVID. The, when we took the Porsche and the mm -hmm. McLaren. Yeah, yeah, we took a, a Boxster Spider or a 718 Spider and the McLaren 600 LT. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, wow, this brings back so many great memories. And I would love to do more of those with you again. 
because yeah. we had such a good time. That was awesome. That was so much fun. It was just a simple drive. It's not that far, but it's like, oh, we get out on the highway, we do a couple pulls, we have some fun, and then we like, you know, you're like, all right, there's cops everywhere, and you yeah. just shut it down. <laughs> I think the ironic part is you were ahead of your time because if you made those videos that you did back then, now I think they would make a whole lot more sense. I think so too. So maybe this or this upcoming year, maybe we'll get some more of those. We do a little bit of vlogging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is I always say like, you can't be a vlogger and expect to get attention unless you happen to be just like obnoxiously beautiful and very, very entertaining. But you have to- You're both of those. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be someone for anyone to care about your life. And like, basically, if you want to transition from like, adding value to society here's how you the new apple iphone works or here's how this car works right yeah people you people latch on to that and then they start to be like well who's that guy who is this person so now you can show like this is my morning routine and like <laughs> toilet yeah, yeah it's like nobody cares about anyone else's morning routine they only care about someone that they already care about so you have to be someone like that's the double-edged sword that's like this paradox like you to be to be cared about doing a vlog you people already have to care about you yeah and so if that's the case and I can get enough people who are like, oh, I'd watch that, then you can make money because you can make longer content and they're more storyline and stuff. And then it's also something just entertaining for me to produce. Do yeah. um do any of the old videos ever get any views still or are they sort of dead? Yeah, they I just get I only notice it because I see comments on them. Like oh, still oh. getting comments. Oh on yeah. Them. Especially your civic. The, the <laughs> oh, God. People just calling you out on the power numbers, which is fun. And I, I think at least twice a year I call you. Yeah, you asked me what was done to it and now No no, I asked you if you were lying to me. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> at least twice a year I give you a phone call. I'm like, hey you remember that civic? And you're like, yeah and I'm like Tell me the real number. Yeah, and I, you're like, you. That's I know you're lying. And then you're like, I showed you the dino. And I'm like, yeah, but I wasn't there. Yeah. And then, Did it really happen? And then I'm like, because there's a lot of people who think you are full of shit. Well, that's fine. And I think it's funny, but I'm the one who has to deal <laughs> with it. It's a legend. And you know what? It'll always be a great story because no one will ever know because that car is long gone. Yeah. So... I mean, maybe maybe 2022 is the year of the podcast, you know, and, and not that anything would ever slow down on YouTube, but um, I, I I would like to be able to sell some advertising space on the podcast because if the podcast can be, become lucrative, we do more of them. I mean, honestly, you can literally just watch where I'm going and what I'm doing based on how much money I'm making from it. Like, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Like, I need to support myself. So if, if, I'm, if you notice me doing like one podcast a month, it's because it's not earning anything and yeah. I need to like go pay my bills with videos teddy needs health insurance right teddy needs i'm literally not joking there is a a chart of like health insurance like what i'm gonna buy next because i just ran out of my this is this is really too much information if you no no seriously if you need help just call me no it's good i do this as my job so you help with health i do hr it's all yeah oh yeah well so like now i'm on i'm on the mass health connector and, have fun with oh, that. Yeah. And it's actually, no, it's easy. And I called them. They were really, really? nice. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is incredible. It's a lot I've been panicking about this for like like, two, like a year. It's not and bad. And then it wasn't that bad. It's not that bad. So I just have to go and look through all the options. And they're oh, all yeah. cheaper than the Cobra that I was paying for for the last 18 months. Oh, well, yeah. you oh, Yeah. I mean, that was sort of you just convenience, right? Yeah. Um, but, but that yeah. being said. um, Totally. Don't mean to change the subject. But one of I please. just thought of. Cannonball. That's what we haven't talked about. Because that... That got, got cut off. That cut got off. cut off. All right. So you two were both like heavily involved in Cannonball. And Corey, Corey became my like right hand person in in mission control because 
I had started off basically, we did three runs with the, with the Boston team. And the first run, I was just supposed to be like a videographer. I was just supposed to be, you know, sh- like, sh- like documenting it. Yeah. And then I kind of turned into this like, like low key mission control. Like, here's how fast you need to go to, to make the record. Right. So the second and third runs, they basically were like, all right, you are going to run a call center or they didn't say what no, I had to do. There was no, there was no real. They just said plan on there the was... zoom. You kind of presented it. Like I'm going to have a phone with, I'm going to have a phone where I'm talking to one of the um, spotters, and then I'm also going to be in contact with the drivers. And I'm like, what? he's going to need multiple phones. I'm like, all right, well, I'll volunteer my phone if he needs. Like, You said you were going to bring food. Yep, and, my, was, and yeah. food. And you got there, and I remember being like, Corey, can you, um, do you have a phone <laughs> by chance? Yeah. And then you ended up being the spotter call center, basically, yeah. to record all the things the spotters were seeing. And yep. then we we refined it for the third run. And essentially, we had like a full-blown call center with like five operators. Yeah, a whole dog. In a dog, <laughs> in, in Turbo the Golden. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was a turning point because I remember you had texted me because I was at the time a spotter for the second run. Spotter number one. Spotter you were spotter one. for the first run. I was yep. spotter for the first run and a spotter for the second run. And the second run, I texted Corey. I'm like, oh, how's everything going? And you wrote to me, if I recall, I was like, get back here. We need your help. Yes. And food. And food. <laughs> so we drove back. And luckily, I had my other friend, Alex, with me to help us out. And we just opened up that whole call center. And, you know, I felt like I was working for, you know, Comcast, <laughs> uh, helping people out at 100 and something miles an hour. Yeah, so. because basically, I was on the phone nonstop for the entire run yes. with the car and then you guys are calling the current spotter who's scouting what's directly ahead of the car and someone's on hold with the next spotter and then when i say deploy go at this speed which is still some black magic yeah i just it, get a feeling literally just would get a feeling just, and be like you get a feeling in the tip of you know what <laughs> like <laughs> i need 82 miles per hour 82.5 yeah I, I remember not a mile faster yeah i remember being a spotter and you're just like yeah uh can you sit at like 130 no that's when i when anything over 110 i usually am like because everyone had like shitty rental cars for the most oh, part yeah. and i would just say v max can you give me v max yeah, just just exactly. put your foot in the floor and yeah. don't and he slow just down. had his own shitty car <laughs> I had my own crappy everyone car. has the right of refusal though um, we're very yes. sorry ken we ken Lynn got pulled over anyone it was always if you can yes if you can Corey legally. was very nice so, so all so the, the third run we had 60 spotters i think mm, i think we had 60 yeah. spotters. it was so, insane so the call center was just popping constantly and i thought that i was gonna have time to sleep and I didn't. I, I think I laid down for maybe like 40 minutes or something yeah. like that at best. And I didn't sleep during it because I was still working out what the fuck are we going to do at the uh, the junction oh, yeah. with the yeah. whole hostage oh, situation. Hostage. But, you know, at the end of the day, what was a thing where, oh, my God, I can't believe I get to be involved in this became like we are the people. Yeah, and their like, lives are in our hands. And yeah. not only that, like you, you and me, Corey and I. There's probably no one else in the world who knows how to run or has, I mean, I'm sure there's people who could do it better. I'm sure there's people who could do it more organized or whatever, but like me and you genuinely ran the fucking show. Yeah. Yeah. And you stayed awake with me. I know. I couldn't sleep. That was so much pressure. And you were nice the whole time. <laughs> I know. She smiled. <laughs> like, like, I mean, and it's funny because everyone else is like, not everyone, but like some people, you know, you'd be like, I need to get this next spotter on the line. And you're, you know, someone's like, I'm tired. I'm like, 
you gotta fucking do it. Like we gotta, you know, we just gotta do it. Um, exactly. And, and what else are we gonna out. do? But I mean, I don't know. I, I, I was glad because even though the cannonball team is looked at as, you know, Ben V, Durden, um, Sam, Safi, uh, and Matt, this, my cannonball team is that call center, right? Like as much as I, I mean, I have like my allegiance and my (laughs) friendships with all of the drivers. Um, but when it comes down to what we experienced, we experienced a very different environment. Yeah. Um, Yeah. We saw the highs of the highs and we also saw the lows of the lows. And we felt it. And, And we felt if not worse than the drivers, because we saw it all happen before it was going to actually, like we could see what was going to happen. We're looking at the numbers. And the other problem too is that um, what we also have to suffer through is when like the fuel tables go out the door, like, oh shit, this M5 gets horrible fuel economy. And so we have all this planning. I've got like all this paperwork of where we're going to get fuel. And it basically goes out the window in the first 300 miles. Yeah, because we will not make it. It's like, no, we have to change this completely. And so then in in addition to spotting, informing, getting feedback, figuring everything out, we're also monitoring their fuel and figuring out where they're going to stop on the fly. Yeah. And yeah, and then and then have to alter the spotters at the same time because if you get fuel at a certain spot, it means that the next spotter in line can't go because yeah. they're waiting for, you know, five minutes or whatever yeah or we, we would be like oh pull over where it's safe and then be like well it's not really a safe spot we're like all right get off the highway and get on as soon as you can yeah or alternatively the opposite would happen they're going way faster than we thought and they blew by three spotters so the last the the spotter closest we'd be like oh can you drive another 300 miles yeah. it's insane and they would do it what's and- what's crazy is that we i mean on the books, I think it says we're the third fastest car. At the end of the day, the people that are in my like little car community, we've all been so heavily involved in this sport, this weird goal that it was originally like, oh, we're going to help them out. Because like, oh, you know, Benvy, what a, what a dude, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'll do anything for him. Yeah. He's, I, you know, he, he's got my back. I'll to, And then at some point you're like, we're all so involved in this with each other. And sometimes I forget. I had somebody come up to me at um, the Boston Motorsports like opening, like grand opening the other day. And he walked up to me. He's like, hey, it's good to see you. And I couldn't remember his name, but I'm like, you're a spotter. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. And it I'll, was so funny when uh, we saw them after. And I recognized everybody by like voice. But I'm like, yes. oh, that's what you look like. <laughs> I, saw J- I saw Jamie. Oh and my I god! Saw, like, really? These people that I'm like, oh, yeah. I know your voice, yeah. or like, or yeah. the Pull name, over. the yeah. name. I know first the name. and last name yep. too. I know your phone number by heart. <laughs> I have, I have all, I have the most uh, willing participants in illegal street racing oh my god, in yeah. my in my contact list in my phone because <laughs> oh, yeah. they're all in my phone. They're yeah. all, <laughs> they're all there, and I have the funniest snapshots of all of their glimpses scattered across the entire country. Yep. It's amazing. And the uh, longest phone calls in America. <laughs> if I kept telling Benby, I'm like, dude, if you die or disappear and then like after this is over, I'm suspect number one because we have about 30 uh, dropped and remade calls <laughs> and we were on the phone for 30 hours. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm going to jail if you disappear. About. The oh day after God. you disappear, I'm going to jail. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's What could possibly more be more suspicious than that? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. My phone, I had a drop call. Like, I just left, I butt dialed him. Butt dialed. Yeah. So I butt dialed him 30 times and stayed on the line with him for, <laughs> I was sitting all day. I don't use my day. phone often. <laughs> yeah, it was, an, it was an achievement that 
now looking back on it, I'm really proud of. Mm-hmm. I am too. I, t- I said that I had a long conversation with Durden the other night at the Boston Motorsports thing. And I'm like, I looked at him, I said, we, we, we just started talking about it and like what we would do or what it was like, and you know, just kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, old war stories. And then I'm like, you know, me and you have never talked about this together other than the podcast. We never really talked oh about it. Oh my God. And he was like, yeah. And it was just kind of sweet. Like it was, it was one of those things where like, I feel very connected with him, but we've never actually discussed it. Yeah. It's just something that we'll, I'll always remember. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's uh, weird too, because like at the end of the day, like it's not like I'm just friends with these people because of Cannibal. I f- often forget that we've done this together. And then when I'm like, wow, I have sat in a room with you guys for like days. Yeah. <laughs> That's just like empty Dorito wrappers and a hundred oh, yeah. Gatorade bottles oh, and my like God. all this shit. And you're like, wow, we problem solved these dudes across the country. Yeah. yeah. We, we did things that really had never been done before in cannonball that i can recall i mean i don't think anybody has run a call center no not like that not like ours there was there were call centers like i know doug and arnie had some some little things but they were not quite as um elaborate elaborate. they weren't they have a full like table and giant tv with (laughs) black view on there not a live view of the car like sam had a um pencils and notepads oh my god it looked like we went into a hotel conference center it was incredible it It, it, It was the best yeah i mean it felt a lot like watergate you know we were doing something (laughs) really shady we were stealing from the democratic national convention exactly wow we're stealing from the united states of america it was great no we really were like we we were on a mission we got the job done we snuck in we snuck out and uh you know it was we killed cool. Bin Laden. Everybody lived. Yeah. You know, that's really the, the, the moral of the story is nobody got hurt. Yeah. Not even the deer. Oh, I the, know. Both cars Thank survived. God. Both cars survived. And are living lives somewhere. somewhere. Whoever yeah. owns both of those cars, God bless. God bless. Because that M5 had about 5,000 codes. Yeah. I've never seen so many I've codes. I've never seen. Do you remember he was for like, I don't know how long, but he was trying to tell you all the codes that popped up for like 10 minutes uh code b642 so we're we're approaching this gas station and and chris is like hey i've got to check engine light on i'm like all right well make sure you just get fuel in it it's running right it's not right he goes it's running i'm like all right get fuel in it first start fueling it up plug in the dongle and then come back to it and start reading the codes to me so he plugs in the dongle and i've got a pen and a paper i have all i have all the paperwork my mouse pad is actually all cannonball notes i'm not joking oh my and, God. And, That's and, wicked. So, and so i'm like writing them down <laughs> and he's writing codes and as he's writing codes i'm like so i'm looking it up. i'm like you yeah. need to look this up i'm like you know p zero four five whatever and and you're looking it up and i remember being like what's that one and you're looking at me and you go oh god yeah no it was good. like it was like uh turbocharger exhaust gases <laughs> above you know 700 <laughs> degrees because this is the thing like bmw this is what i talked to chris durden about the other day i was like he goes, BMW does not test these cars the way we abuse this no, car. Nobody no, does this. Like no. they, they put it like we did 26 hours of just open wide abuse. Let's This not, is not. It's not even just open, wide open abuse. Okay. That would be like, oh, you know, I did a couple polls. Okay. This is sitting at limiter for hours. Yes. And hours. 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 And like that's the thing. Those turbos are designed to give you boost and make you go. Okay. But they are not designed to have pressure the whole time. I know. At the fuck all. Over over a day. It's horrible. And I'm like, the fact that that car survived. Just just think about it this way. Put a car, ratchet strap it down to a dyno, and have it sit at 200 miles an hour (laughs) for over a day. Yeah. Over a day. And see what happens. See it. See it. 
Oh, but the dino wouldn't even work because there's no potholes. There's no deer. To be honest, it would have been easier on the dino. Yeah. Because yeah, as long as true. you've got enough air, as long as you could simulate the air, uh, you, what you're not doing on the dino is ramping it up and down and up and down and up and down the and up brakes, and down. The brakes, the heat. I mean, I, I'm blown away by the reliability of that engine. And, uh, you know, if it can handle that, then I don't know. I don't know what other engine could really withstand that. That's I, twin turboed. I recently saw the Irv Gordon Volvo, the P1800 that did 3.2 million miles. Yeah. And it's like the highest mileage car in the world and all this stuff, right? Um, personally owned. And Volvo, I think Volvo bought it from his estate after he died. And they wanted to buy the car at like a million miles. They wanted to buy the car at 2 million miles because it was like a testament to Volvo. They wanted to put it in their museum and be like, look what we've done, right? Yeah. This car, that RM5, I, I'm like blown away that BMW wasn't like, we need this. I know, right? <laughs> we need to we need to crack the engine. Because Toyota does that. When they get cars, you know, when a car hits a million miles or a truck, they're like, we want to buy this and give you a new vehicle. Didn't and you, you say like... Alfa Romeo or something like if we used one of their cars they oh, were going to so originally so, yeah there was a talk of having what a Julia we were going to use a Julia Quadrifoglio and I nixed it immediately because I was like there's not enough sidewall in these tires oh I thought it was because we thought that because it's a six cylinder it would just be I didn't think it was going to survive anyway I think it was yeah. too small but to me I was like these this wheel and tire setup is not going to last no. you can't do this you <laughs> can't do it yeah. Not gonna happen. Yeah, I didn't think the um, the fiat part of anything was gonna last. <laughs> so. Well, that was the thing is we thought we like I think we were like, well, you know, if if an alpha breaks this record, alpha's gonna promote it. Yeah, yeah. that was our thought. Yeah, our thought was like, oh well, if we break it, alpha is gonna do a world tour with absolutely. This thing. Yeah. But I was like, we're gonna we're gonna destroy all four wheels in the first like stint. Oh yeah. Yeah, through There's New no Jersey. Way. Yeah. A hundred. I mean, think about that. It's like 180 miles an hour, 190 miles an hour. I don't know that the Julia Quadrifoglio is really up for that task either. For hours? No, I don't it's think so. It's too stiff. It like the M5 is perfect because it's yeah. it, it it it's big enough to be like okay, it'll waft over the things. Yes, it has like big wheels, but it's got enough sidewall to handle it. And yeah, bi- and it could handle the canyons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot we could always go for hours about Cannonball, but <laughs> anyway. I think we're good. I think we got On, the thing. Yeah. We'll have to do a cannonball podcast of the group. We have to get other people. We should from get it. yeah, we should get the um we should get the call center, the mission yeah. control yeah. together. Because no one's really heard our story. I know. Yeah. Also, I want to hear what other people's perspectives were. And there you have it. Another hour or so wasted in your life. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope I hope these are at least entertaining to hang on and listen to while you're working and probably barely paying attention. But that's fine. That's what it's there for. It's a podcast. It's supposed to get you through your day and make you feel like you're socializing with the people without the anxiety of having to actually do it. So anyway, thank you so much for listening, supporting the podcast on Patreon and watching the videos man i i just so thrilled that this is my job i love you i'll see you soon don't forget to respect the drive see you in the next one